Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 830, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send me the questions, and I answer them for you. I thank you so much in advance for sending me your questions. If I haven't answered your question yet, I appreciate your patience. I promise I will answer them. As often as I can, I try and use real data when answering your questions. That way, it's not just always my opinion that you're hearing, because frankly, opinions don't always matter. We have to look at what the science says. Let's do some myth busting and hear today's question as we optimize your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. Um, This is Ricky. I have a question about saturated fat. Now, I'm working my way up to become a fitness professional, and that's requiring a lot of certifications and a lot of studying and a little bit touch on nutrition as well. Uh, And I'm reading some contradicting information um, in the nutrition world on saturated fats. I read a book where they were saying saturated fats is not as bad as the government seems to make it be, and it's actually high sugar intake that is uh, increasing the risk for heart diseases. Um, And my current study content actually says that saturated fats are bad and you want to have a high polyunsaturated fat to saturated fat ratio to keep your cholesterol under control. Can you speak to kind of some of the contradictions between what you've been reading on saturated fats? And if you have an answer once and for all, is it bad for you? Is it okay to consume? What are the safe levels to consume? Thank you. Thank you for your question, Ricky. And I wish you all the best as you pursue your path to being a fitness professional. Now, don't you just love it when experts can't decide on whether something is helpful or harmful to our health, especially when it's something we've known about forever? I still remember a couple of years ago, Time Magazine had a cover article with the title, Butter is Back! Exclamation point. The article was not really all about butter per se. Instead, butter was used as the poster child for all saturated fats. The author of the article used butter as a springboard to discuss the controversy surrounding the consumption of foods high in saturated fat. The reason this article is burned into my memory is because of a personal experience. A relative of mine read the article and afterward was completely convinced that saturated fat is harmless. This is a true story, I promise. After reading this article, he began eating tablespoons of butter as a snack. He obviously took the argument that butter is back quite literally. Now you're probably thinking, 
Well, you mean he added a tablespoon of butter to his toast as a snack. Uh, nope. He would dive into the butter dish with a large spoon and just eat it plain, right off the spoon. Again, completely true story. I cannot make this stuff up. So, that's an extreme case where someone saw the headline and took the information quite literally. In case you're wondering what ended up happening to this person after they started this habit, well, eventually his doctor told him to stop. This is because his routine blood work revealed that his blood triglyceride levels skyrocketed to dangerously high levels. Measuring blood triglycerides is basically a way to gauge the amount of fat in a person's bloodstream. Too much fat, or put another way, too many triglycerides in the blood, can increase a person's risk for having a heart attack or a stroke. All right, so I just presented some anecdotal evidence, which isn't the most reliant form of information. Remember, I want to rely on the data. So I used it to illustrate a point. For some, consuming certain forms of saturated fat like butter may not be the healthiest option. Foods besides butter that are high in saturated fat would be red meat, coconut oil, palm oil, whole milk, and anything made from it, like whole milk cheeses, for example. Now, to make a more informed decision, again, it's best to look at what the science says. As you mentioned, Ricky, sometimes industry can influence the science. So sometimes the science can be biased. In the past on this show, I've given the example where the dairy industry influenced the United States Department of Agriculture's recommendations for dairy consumption. It's unfortunate, but this happens. This is also why we can't often rely on just one study or the recommendations of one organization to make an informed decision. Ricky, you also mentioned that the textbook you're using seems to contradict some of the articles that you're reading. That's often because textbooks take so long to write and publish that by the time they end up in your hands, the data presented are already old news. This is especially true when addressing topics like nutrition, where recommendations seemingly change overnight. So I did some of the legwork for you to try and come up with the best once and for all answer. I tried looking at some of the agencies that aren't supposed to be as biased, that aren't as influenced potentially by industry. One is the Cochrane Review, another is the American Heart Association, and the last is the Harvard School of Public Health. These organizations have looked at lots of studies and provided recommendations based on the results of this research. Here's where they agreed. Reducing the amount of saturated fat you eat can lead to a modest reduction in your risk for developing cardiovascular disease. As I've always said, If you're reducing something in your diet, though, you probably need to replace it with something else, otherwise you may feel deprived. Most of these health organizations agree that replacing foods that are high in saturated fat with those that are high in polyunsaturated fats instead may be helpful. Foods that are high in polyunsaturated fats would be foods that are high in like omega-3 fatty acids, like salmon, mackerel, flax seeds, soy, and walnuts. On the other hand, replacing high-saturated fat foods with highly refined carbohydrates is not a good idea. But there are still some unanswered questions the data don't have answers for. We have to keep in mind that when we eat food, we don't eat them in isolation. Unless you're my relative, you're probably not eating saturated fat from a spoon. We often eat foods in combination as part of a meal or snack. So it could be possible that if we eat high saturated fat foods in combination with foods high in nutrients like antioxidants, then maybe we can offset some of the potential harmful effects of the saturated fat we just consumed. So maybe it's overall diet quality 
that's most important. That's why I can't say that added sugars are the leading cause of disease either. We also don't know whether plant sources of saturated fat are as harmful as animal-based ones. For example, what if my family member licked coconut oil off a spoon instead of butter? Would the effect have been the same? Don't know. So here's the bottom line. It's probably safe to consume less than 20 grams of saturated fat each day from any source, animal or plant. Any more than that, and we may see blood levels of both triglycerides and LDL cholesterol, which is also known as bad cholesterol, increase. When this happens, the risk for cardiovascular diseases like heart attack and stroke also increase. If someone already has high triglyceride or LDL cholesterol levels or has a history of cardiovascular disease, meaning they've already had a heart attack or stroke, it may be best that they consume less than 12 grams of saturated fat each day. Now, to be clear, this means limiting all sources of saturated fat, plant-based or not. In the case of my relative, since their triglyceride levels were high, I would advise them to now aim for the less than 12 grams of saturated fat each day. That means I would discourage snacking on tablespoons of butter or tablespoons of coconut oil. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the question, Ricky. And we're always accepting more questions for the Friday Q&A. Ricky, you're gonna be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you send one in, you'll also be entered into the raffle. To send me a question, just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask, or you can call in your question. The number is 61 I love ohd Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. I thank you for listening every day. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for sharing the show with someone. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.